I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. Have you ever felt like you've gone too far and you've messed up too badly? to be used by God. If that's you, I believe that it's by divine appointment that you are listening to the sound of my voice right now. We often hear that God will take our tests and turn them into testimonies, but sometimes it's hard to believe that that can happen for us. So I'm excited about Carol McCracken joining me today. Carol and her husband, went through a tremendously challenging time in their marriage. And before Carol knew it, she found herself in a situation that she never would have anticipated. Her faults were put on display and she wondered, how in the world can I come back from this? Yet God indeed did take her test. And turn it into a testimony. And what's more amazing than that is that by Carol being so vulnerable, by being willing to admit that she didn't have it all together, it actually drew people closer to her and she was able to be more effective in ministry. And in time, other doors began to open. So Carol is here to tell you that you haven't gone too far, and it's not too late that God can still use you to make a difference. Enjoy. Well, Carol, welcome to Publishing Secrets. It's my honor and privilege to have you with us here today to talk a little bit more about your book and your personal journey that I just know is going to bless someone today. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, we've had a chance to talk for just a bit, uh, and it's been a pleasure to get to know you and learn more about how you became a published author. I know we were talking a little bit about kind of what got you into writing to begin with. So I wonder if we can start there with (laughs) the journey to realizing that you had a story to share. Absolutely. I became the writer, so to speak, later in life. Life had to happen for me. And I did not have what you would call a traditional life, if you will, because I've got a child that um, struggled quite a bit with mental illness. He has Asperger's, a teaspoon of that. He also has a condition called cyclothymia, which is the stage right before you get to bipolar. He had Tourette's, which he managed, and he has ADHD. So we had four disorders altogether. So as you can imagine, he was challenged and there is no book about raising a child like that. So I didn't do it very well. (laughs) (laughs) Who can blame you though? That's a lot all at once. 
he is alive. This is good. The story turns out well. (laughs) (laughs) But unfortunately, life is also real. And my husband and I, being that there was no manual raising this child, instead of pulling together to raise him, we both had our ideas about what needed to be done to raise this child. And as you can imagine, we never knew when another shoe was going to fall, the proverbial shoe. You're waiting for the next one. And so we both began to abuse alcohol so we could just numb and just quit feeling so strongly for a while. And um, alcoholism is in my family. And why I thought that I could mess with that, I don't know. But I began to drink too much wine. And then one day, you know, just to put it all out there, I was before we get to that, there's some irony in all of this because I am a Bible study teacher. And that's noted. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to make the story even more interesting yeah. as we progress. <laughs> Indeed. And I've been teaching from the Bible. By that time, I had taught for years. I had a regular class. I was speaking, you know, and I lived for those Wednesday nights going in there because that was like my people, you know, and I felt good teaching. All right. So now we get back. So I decide to get in the car and get some more wine. And unfortunately, I needed to pull over because I had had too much wine. Along comes a policeman. And guess what? Oh, boy. Yeah. The Bible study teacher had to end up going to the police station. (laughs) Wow. I don't belong there. Do you know who I am? (laughs) I could only imagine... What must have been going through your head at that moment? It wasn't good. <laughs> People talk. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was a literal come to Jesus, you know, and I wouldn't change anything in the world for it because some more irony of it all is I had to stay there overnight for the magistrate to come in. Guess what? The Bible study teacher missed church because she was in the lockup. <laughs> God had jokes for sure. <laughs> he knows me. He knows to get me, you know, Carol, your dignity. You love it. Boom. You know, he got my attention. Your attention. That's for sure. He loved me enough to get my attention because I didn't hurt anybody. Thank God. I don't know if I could have lived with that, honestly. Hmm. But I had a literal come to Jesus meeting there. And, you know, pretty much the Lord was like, okay, you've done it your way. (laughs) How about we try it my way? My way now. Uh (laughs) Like you've got my attention, Lord. (laughs) Absolutely. Attention gotten. Yeah, very much so. I ended up, this Bible teacher had to go to court. And I was shaking in my boots because that story did not reflect it. But I am a rule follower. And I knew I had broken it, all rules, many rules. And I was terrified to go to court. I had a lawyer. We went in there and tell him, weirdest thing. They said, you don't have a record. You made a mistake. Don't do it again. They returned all of my bail money. Nothing went on my insurance. Nothing happened. There was such mercy as my slate was wiped clean. I did not deserve one bit of that. But I'm like, Lord, I'm not going to mess up again. You literally scared the hell out of me. (laughs) With that one experience, right? 
Exactly. So that kind of got my attention and I knew things needed to change in my life because honestly, my judgment was impacted. And I don't know if you know anything about alcoholism, but um, it's progressive. Mm-hmm. It gets worse and worse and worse. And, and and that's what was happening with me. And I really didn't realize how much my judgment had been impacted. So it was I went good to- that God stopped you before. Yeah. It got too far. And there, there's so many, we'll continue the journey in just a minute. But there's so many nuggets that I think apply for those that may be listening. So mm-hmm. one, those serving in ministry, those that are leading are not perfect. By no means. By no means, not even close. So if you're listening to this episode right now and you're struggling with believing that you can be used by God because you are not perfect, know that God does not expect you to be perfect, but he will perfect us. And that is what your story says to me. You said it so well, God loved you so much to not allow you to stay there. Right. So he, he he tried to, and I think we talked about this a little bit. There were nudges along the way (laughs) to try to get you to change course. And God is progressive, as you've said. So when we don't answer the nudges, (laughs) it it escalates until it's at a point that it gets our attention. But I think that is even a lesson, right? Is God loves us enough to do that. And it's really in love, right? So God's not out to get us. He doesn't want to hurt us. He's not mad at us. None of those things. He just wants to get us back on the path that we need to be on. And I think as we go through this interview today, what people are going to hear, because there were more lives that needed to be impacted and, and we needed to get you, he needed to get you back on the right track so that that could happen, right? Instead of it getting worse and worse and worse, and unfortunately, potentially hurting yourself or someone else, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. God is pursuing us to save us, but also those that are assigned to us. So thank you for being so transparent in sharing your story. I mean, you were up against so much. I can't imagine trying to juggle all of that, trying to save your marriage and trying to keep things together. And so now we fast forward and you're going through all of these experiences and somehow it gets to a point where you realize that you have to share this story and how it impacted you. So talk to us a little bit about the experiences that you had that led to actually writing the book. Well, first of all, you should know that if I had any choice in the matter, I would have picked a much more dignified way to do this. I don't blame you. (laughs) But alas, this is my story and I, I meant to share it. I'm a good Christian girl, you know, and I do not believe in divorce. However, statistics indicate that when one partner stops drinking, and the other does not, 50% of the marriages do not survive. So here I am again, having, it was something that I didn't think that I believed in. You know, you make your bed, you lie in it. I said, I do to this man and I was supposed to stay with him, but it it wasn't doing either one of us any good. So we made the decision to divorce and I'm kind of like hearing this call, you need to write, but not yet. And I'm like, what? You know, I'm a speaker. I'm not a writer. What do you mean not yet? So I happened to be reading a newsletter and our district supervisor for I'm a Methodist. And we had this document come through on email and it said Christian writing conference, I believe was the term. Next thing you know, there's Carol. I don't know anybody or anything. And there I am at a writer's conference. 
God is preparing me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last time I wrote, it was college. And when I type, it was still, you know, you type a period and there's two spaces after it. And I thought passive voice was perfectly fine. <laughs> no. So it's like, wow. Not so much, huh? <laughs> change. And I find myself in a seminar about how to write a book proposal. I didn't even know what a one sheet was yet. There I am in these classes. And then they're like, Hey, cool. Now you get to meet with an agent. And I'm like, what? Wait a minute. (laughs) You had no idea what you were getting yourself into. None, none whatsoever. And thank God they were kind to me. These agents, it was clear (laughs) that I was no veteran. (laughs) But one of them listened to an idea I had, and she said, submit their proposal to me. Mm. Okay, who knew that was going to happen? Surprise! (laughs) Exactly. So I ended up submitting that proposal to her, and she said, you know, I'm not rejecting you. This needs to be written, but you need to find a small press or publish independently because you need this book to support your speaking ministry. Hmm. So everything kind of changed for me. You know, I'm not out there. I will never write the great American novel. Hmm. I am not going to have hundreds and thousands of readers and be at book signings for my fiction writing. It's just not going to happen. I'm not called to that. Hmm. And so I ended up making the decision to um, publish independently. And the book that I've written was supporting any speaking that I might do out there. So I can set up a book table. I can print it when I need it to be printed. I can sell on Amazon. And it's just an entirely different path. Yeah. That I anticipated. I love this, though, because, you know, I think for many people, maybe not in your instance, because you kind of just fell into this a little bit. But for many aspiring authors, the dream is to get a traditional publishing deal. So having an opportunity to talk to an agent to submit a proposal is what people dream of. Right. It doesn't always work out as in your instance, but I love the way, first of all, the compassion that they had Yeah. instead of just, you know, flat out, no, (laughs) I don't want this. They gave you some really, what I believe is really good advice. I want to park here for a second. Sure. Really good advice to say it may not be for the traditional publishing path, but there are still options for you to get this story out because there is value in your story. So I want to just park there for a second so that our audience can hear and process if you're pursuing traditional publishing as a path and it's not working out as you anticipated does not mean that your story does not have value. It may mean that there's a different path for you. Absolutely. It it doesn't mean that it's over. It just may mean that God has a different path for you, which is often the case, (laughs) than you anticipated. So they gave you that advice. And I love the second piece too, because I often talk to, you know, again, aspiring authors or people that have already published and they have this dream of selling, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of copies and the book is going to support their lifestyle and everything's going to be fine, you know, once the book becomes famous. And instead, what is often true for people that make books work for them is that they do what you have done is they marry it with a business model that's either speaking or coaching or consulting, something like that. And it helps to support 
what you are doing in that space and gives you a little bit of credibility uh, right. to your message. And it allows you to be able to sell something to have a next step for the person That's to take right. when they are in your session. So I think those are really valuable nuggets for the audience to understand. Number one, your path may look a little different than you initially thought, and that's okay. Don't give up. And secondly, know that the book isn't the only piece of the story. Use it to support something else that you can offer, the other gifts that God has given you to really be able to maximize its potential and to create additional income opportunities. So thank you so much sure. for sharing that. So now you know the path. I'm going to go independently published. I'm going to use this to support my speaking career. How long did it take from the point of, you know, you having this realization to us actually getting wisdom, the book, out and published? I spun for a while. I'll be quite honest with you, because there are so many different ways that you can do it. And I did a lot of research and I had a lot of analysis paralysis. And it's like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? If you have paralysis, you cannot do anything. You're in one spot. You must go forward. And I got to be honest, I learned just as much by trying things that didn't work as I did with things that did work. You just got to find out what works for you. One thing that I do recommend is I joined Word Weavers. It's an international association and it's a writing critique group. And they help you by critiquing a piece that you've written. And you also, you get it down to a 15 minute presentation because that's what would happen if you were sitting in front of an agent. Yeah, you don't have all day to get your message out. Got to be clear and concise. (laughs) And my writing improved dramatically. And I stumbled into finding my voice by, again, some very kind people that did that. But they had many different avenues. Try this, try this, try this. Mm -hmm. And um, I found an editor through that organization Okay, but it took a long time. Mm. It took at least a year for her to edit my book. And I'm kind of like, okay, okay, I got to present this to an agent. She's like, I'm so sorry. I had these issues. We're all human. So again, you want to get something professional. You want it. Let's all face it. We have seen independently published books out there that look. Yes like you made it in school or something like that. It looks independently published and not in a good way. (laughs) We don't want that. uh -uh. If you weren't trying to establish credibility, no, you don't want that. And so, you know, again, clearly you found out by now that my dignity is important to me. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) But not just to you. I am willing to venture to say that there are many people in our listening audience who also feel that way, but I need them to make the connection though, that if that's what you're looking for and that's what you expect the people that you interact with, think about that as you're on the journey to publishing the book, right? We can't afford to publish something that reflects badly on us, especially if we're looking to use it to build and further our speaking career or coaching career, because this represents us, right? So we we need to do it Not to perfection, but we do need to do it with excellence, right? That's exactly right. And um, I think that time was what God needed. We're on his timetable, not Carol's timetable. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up finding somebody that did my cover for me very well. I had my manuscript that she made me look good. 
you know, after all of that, she at least made me look good so I can publish something that I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's not just that I'm proud of it. Hopefully it helps people and it has enough credibility that somebody will continue reading the manuscript. Hmm. That's important. We got to talk about that a little bit, right? Because you and I were talking a little before the interview, the, the whole point is for people to buy the book, not just so that we can make money, but so that people can actually get the message that is in the book. If no one gets the message that is in the book, then the mission that God has given us has not been accomplished, right? So we need people to buy the book so they can get the message. But you've also made another very important point. And I will confess that this happens to me. I've done this. Just because a person starts reading a book doesn't mean that they will continue to read it, right? So it's not, goal one is to get the person to get the book. Uh (laughs) But goal two is to actually get the person to read the book. That's right. They get the full message. So that professionalism also plays a huge role there because if there are all kinds of errors, it's not formatted well, all of this stuff, then a person that was really excited about reading the book may decide, nah, I'm not going to continue reading, right? That's exactly right. And that, unfortunately, is why a little bit of the stigma of self-publishing is still out there. Yeah. It's much more improved, in my opinion, than it has been. There are some excellent tools that are out there. And if you connect with the right people to have a professional cover, an editor, to understand how the formatting is going to be, it's much better. And it's something that you can be proud of. But if it's something you're just going to slap together, remember, it's out there. You can't take it back. Mm-hmm. People have gotten it. That's something, audience, that Carol and I want you to take away from the episode. It's not just getting it out there. It's getting out there in a way that represents you and represents God well and helps to create a foundation. If you're just starting out to help create a foundation for what is next for you, that speaking, coaching, et cetera. If you're already doing those things, this is designed to help kind of take you to that next level and open new doors for you. So take the time to learn how to do these things well yourself or, and, or, cause it could be a combination, mm-hmm. get people that are skilled in these areas that you are not skilled in to help you to make the best book that you can possibly make so that it has the impact that you want it to have. Right. Absolutely. Well said, well said. So we take this journey, we get In Wordweaver, we get great feedback on the book that helps make it better, which I think is another important point. Don't write in isolation. Get feedback. (laughs) Did you want to say something about that? I was just going to say, I have learned, do not ever put anything out there unless somebody has read it first. Thank you. Well, I publish devotions. I publish um, anthology parts, you know, where the books are compiled. You know what you mean, but that is not how it comes across on paper sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you've got to have somebody look at it or even read it out loud. And when you hear somebody reading your work out loud and you're like, oh, that's not how I meant it to sound. Yes. I'm so glad we stopped so you could share that. That's so important because it's not, it's kind of like we were talking about just before, you know, it's my podcast, but it's your show. I want people to hear your story. That's the same way that I think about books, right? I mean, I I wrote the book, but it's meant to really impact people. So we've got to think about how they receive what we've written, right? Right. It's not just about getting it out there. It's how is the person going to perceive it? Does it have the intended impact? 
And I'm sorry, there is no way that we can properly assess that. I don't care who we are without getting someone else's input. Because when I read it, I read it the way that I think it sounds (laughs) (laughs) from my bias perspective, right? That's it. It's in your head. You hear that voice talking. You know where the emphasis is, for example. And when I am out speaking, I can look at somebody and I can look and I get feedback from body language. You don't get that in a book. So you need to get that feedback at some point in the process with any message that you have. Amen. Get feedback. Even if it hurts, got to get some feedback. It's going to help make you better. It is going to help make the message more impactful. So it's worth going through that process. With all respect, you do not want your mama or your friend reading it because they think you're wonderful. (laughs) Carol, I want to come through here and give you a hug. All these great nuggets. Yes. Yes. I know they love you and they're willing to help and they're willing to do it for free, but (laughs) we need people who do not love you to buy this book. (laughs) And so, (laughs) so we need the opinion of people outside. It's so true though. We need people that do not love you to buy this book. So they're going to look at it with rose colored glasses. Mm -hmm. They're going to say the things that they think you want to hear because they don't want to hurt your feelings. All of those things. We need real feedback from people that we're really trying to impact and people that do this professionally is what's really going to help us. So thank you for that. So you get the feedback, you get the editor, you're going through this process. The book is finally published. Yay. (laughs) Let's talk about though, how everything kind of changed for you though, because we talked a little bit about that prior to the show. So you were teaching Bible study before. You've had people coming, right? Now you've had this come to Jesus experience, and some things start to change for you. Tell us about you know how what life was like on the other side of that experience, and then how this book kind of helped with your mission. Um, We've talked about my dignity that keeps rearing its ugly head. I thought that everybody would judge me. I thought that people would lose respect for me. It's like, you know, you think of a minister, a Bible study teacher. Oh, they're not handling the word well, you know. And so I was ready to face all of that. I thought maybe it was done, quite frankly. Nobody said anything ugly to me. They may have thought it. I don't know. And I will never know. And that's not for me to know because it doesn't exist unless I hear it. That's right. People started coming to my Bible study class and they actually told me that it was more authentic and believable because of what I had been through. So I learned that ministry, if you act like you've got it all together, Mm -hmm. you're not being authentic. Now, let me caveat that. You can't say, hi, my name is Carol. Nice to meet you and throw up all your junk on somebody. (laughs) That's that's wisdom coming into play, right? Yes, there is definitely a balancing act. Well, you've got to have some credibility. You have to earn credibility from people that have never met you. And so there is a balance. When you are still broken and still going through it, I had no business being in front of people. But if you can have some hope (laughs) and then you have people coming to class going, dog, if she did it, I can do it. (laughs) it. I can do it too. If God can use her. That's it. He can use anybody. (laughs) (laughs) And he did. And he did. Indeed. 
So he, he trusted me with it. My ministry is growing. My ministry is very different because, you know, when God calls you to be a speaker and a Christian communicator, and then there's a pandemic. So, what? Mm-hmm. Okay. so we pulled me a little bit back and um, I had, I took a year long platform class. Victoria Durstock did a great one and she still got it. She's with serious writers, but I mean, she gives you every avenue of how you can put your platform together because quite honestly, you know, a traditional publisher is not even going to look at you unless you have 50,000 followers. And I do not have that. Mm -hmm. So she gives you ways that you can build. So I spent that time learning how to reach different parts of my audience. Mm -hmm. So again, it's all God's timing. And now the pandemic is lifting, you know, and oh, I get to go face to face now. I mean, I love it. I love what we're doing right now with the Zoom group, but there's just something about being face to face. And it's kind of like, okay, God, what's next? What's next? Wow. So a couple of things for our listening audience Platform building is really important. And it's important whether you're going to traditionally publish mm-hmm. or self-publish because really platform building is just about being able to connect with your audience. And so right. it sounds like that year-long course was really helpful in developing some strategies and giving you some right. tools to do that. So make sure that you don't just focus on writing, that you also focus on building your platform. But I also want to make sure that our listening audience Um, is able to help you with your mission of getting this message out to more people. As, as you said, the world is opening up, then we can get you in front of some people face-to-face as well as using this wonderful technology that we have. So Carol, just want to share with you quickly, we have a Christian authors directory. If you're not in there, make sure that you get yourself in there because we are promoting it for authors that want speaking opportunities and you're able to put in your description of your book, a link to your website, all of that good stuff. We want to make sure that you get in there so more people can know. But for our listening audience, tell us about how they can connect with you online and learn what you're up to next. I have a website, uh, carolmccracken.com, and there's a lot of C's in that last name. It's M-C-C-R-A-C-K-E-N. People crack me up with that. They're like, what? How do you spell that? But that'll tell you a little bit about what I'm doing because it's different. Um, I Let's put it this way. I do not have to be in front of a huge sold out stadium to talk to you. I would love to talk to people in any type of a speaking engagement that God has called me to be in front of. And I have various topics, whether it's this book, Wisdom, that I've written, but there's a lot that I have spoken about in terms of mental illness and how my son and I handled his growing up. There's a lot of reconciliation, too, because my ex-husband and I have become really good friends right now. And if you would have told me that based on what we would have gone through, oh, this is a God thing. It is a huge blessing. It is a huge God thing. But I did not go through life Traditionally, I have had a lot of challenges, but I am still here and there is still breath in me. And I would like to encourage others that God can use anyone. Stick with him. Stick close to him. He will get your attention and he'll help get you through some stuff because the stuff that you're going through is going to be used in ministry somehow. You're going to be able to help somebody else. Amen. Your test will become your testimony and it will be a blessing to others. So don't let the enemy convince you that it's over because of this experience that you had. God is using that. It's not a surprise to God. He already knew that was going to happen. 
and he is going to use it for your good. So make sure that you head out to Carol's website, check out what she's up to, check out the book and also opportunities for her to get in front of people that she can bless with this message. Carol, before we go, I was hoping that you can just share something that would encourage the listening audience. You know, often people that are listening to this podcast are in the journey of writing their book and they are either struggling to finish writing the book or maybe having some challenges as they're going through the publishing process or even the promotion process. That's not always an easy thing either. So I wonder if you could share a word of advice based on your journey that might be helpful to someone listening. What would you say to encourage and inspire them? Stick with it. If God has given you that message, he will also give you the way and the timing of that message. I wrote later in life. I wrote it much differently than I ever thought that I would be doing. Don't sit there and just research. There are so many different ways that you can publish. Analysis paralysis is our enemy. I'm not telling you to jump out there without researching it, but once you have researched, you need to do something with it. Because honestly, I learned just as much about things that didn't work as I did that did work. You find your voice and your style in all of that. But don't give up whatever you do. Get that message out there. It is important for the kingdom. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.